We are live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the No Choftes podcast. And just on time, Miss Kojo. He's bling- Why are you doing that, Koj? <laughs> what I'm is wrong with you? Man. I'm in a good mood. I'll celebrate with the people outside, you know. So, you know, it's gone to my head. It's gone to my head, man. It's gone to my head. What is wrong with you? Are you know, I've missed you. That's, that's what I'm going to I've missed you, man. Well, it's because you're pissed off that I infiltrated your stream last night. No, I loved it. I can't lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most random night we've ever had, I think. Um, but welcome, welcome to the show, Kojo. Better late than never. Thank you. Thank you, bro. There you go. Hey, guys. Rod, how you doing? I'm Nicole, John, how are you? Everything okay, Rod? You good? Nah, someone messed about with my name here. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. No. Steve, you good? Really good, mate. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. You, you're you're doing your, your bits for the BBC now. Look at this uh, guy. No. Well, you know, um, maybe they can't get anybody else though. British Broadcasting Commission. They're, they're now uh, bringing people such as yourself from podcasts. You shall yeah. be speaking the Queen's English quite soon there, Steve. Uh, try. Right. <laughs> All right, gents. Well, listen, there's, there's one place and only one place I guess we should start, and that's England beating Denmark 2-1 after extra time. A debatable penalty uh, winning it for England. But they're in the final for the first time in their history at the Euros. And Steve, you must be buzzing, especially given a couple of players that you coached are in the squad. Yeah, um, well, three in the England squad with Connor Cody, who's not been on the pitch yet. Casper Schmeichel, absolutely superb tonight, uh, was pretty much coasted in-house in the um, in the football stable of Manchester City's academy when I was there. But yeah, largely um, put some work into Kieran Trippier and Phil Foden, um, but so did a lot of other people too. Um, and I'm so pleased for those two that they got on, contributed in possession. Um, and temperament of the of the team, you know, holding on to victory comfortably, it, it was. Um, but obviously, there were other star performers tonight that went course and distance. And uh, you know, Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling in particular, absolutely outstanding, and probably a real special mention for Harry Maguire. Absolutely, and Kojo. Wow, Raheem Sterling, another stellar performance. Um, and there's something I was telling Rod before we actually started streaming, maybe even before Steve uh, came on. England looked like they could go another 90 minutes. They didn't look tired at all. Um, I think that's part of the management of the squads. I mean, I say that they do make late substitutions, but players like Raheem Sterling look after themselves very well. And he's, you can see he's got the endurance in, in, in him. The fact that, what, 117th minute he was sprinting, he beat two or three players towards the end, trying to make something happen. At the end of the game, he had one more chance before the whistle blew. Like, that's part of, if you're going to win a tournament like this, you're going to need your players to be able to do 120 minutes and possibly penalties. And he's one of those players that has that inside him. And I think their game management was really good as well. And when Denmark had a spot, they didn't, they didn't panic. They didn't go all over the place. They were calm, they were relaxed, they were composed. Um, everyone did their job exactly how they had needed to. And I think that keeps them fresh, keeps them mentally going, mentally they're they were signed in for this game more than ever. Went in one no behind us and now we're still in this. So it doesn't surprise me that they lasted 120 minutes whilst Denmark were looking like they were just they were just done with it after um, 50. Well, this is it, Rod. And I think they made a couple of substitutions at the start of the half and that effectively killed them, didn't it? Um, the thing is, I'm not here to pick holes uh, in England's performance, but at the beginning, I was looking at the, the lineup. I thought, 
they don't have that many big game experienced players in in that lineup. Do you get what I'm saying? That have played in finals, that have played in semi-finals. Um, there's a few mistakes defensively, and it was it was Carl Walker that was bailing England out all the time because of his pace. But then Denmark's goal came from a free kick, which followed, which then was followed by a free kick, a foul by Luke Shaw, a, a defender you'd expect better off, you know, holding on to the, the central, the, I think it was Christensen, wasn't it? The central yeah. defender. And obviously the free kick was absolutely fantastic. But talk to me about the goal itself. Should Pickford have stopped it? I know it's irrelevant now, but when you look at the grand scheme of things, Oh, yeah, definitely should have saved it. It's in the middle of the goal, more or less. So, you know, yes, if he looked at it, I'm pretty sure he'd say he should have saved it. But, you know, it, it was a good strike. And, um, yeah, the, the free kicks could have been prevented. But, you know, it kicked, kind of kicked England at the arse. We, we needed to see if Audi would react when they went a goal down. And they reacted well and, and only got stronger, like you just mentioned before. So it only bodes well, but, you know, Italian, a different animal than Denmark. So we were talking before, and it's it, it's one of them 50-50 games. Whoever performs on the night, probably we've got the slight edge because they're at home and they're that crowd. Absolutely. And Steve, when I look at England's system, they chose Saka ahead of Sancho. And obviously his positioning was intentional because he gave Vestergaard the runaround for the majority of the game anyway, while he was on the pitch. Um, kid's got a bright future, hasn't he, as we, as we can tell? Yes, he has. And it seems to be universal still, yourself included. Um, I'm not fully convinced yet, um, um, but I think we're stacked with talent in, in that position with Raheem Sterling finishing the game there. Like, amazing, really superb. Sancho played well the other day. Phil Foden can play there slightly different. But obviously, it seems that... Uh, you know, Saka's got the opportunity to have the starting shirt at the moment. Um, he seems very willing. He seems an unbelievable competitor, another young player with fantastic temperament. But he never, for me, really seems to get any space. He never gets time on the ball. Now, that doesn't necessarily, you know, have to be his game. Um, and he seems to run into traffic. Uh, but by doing so, because he's doing it at top speed, he buys the team five or six free kicks per game and I think England are, are largely a set play you know animal I, be, I believe you know they're really good so it, it, it's helpful but for me um, yeah I'm going to I'm going to go with what you said Stella I just need a little bit more convincing that he could see a few more pictures as he gets more Arsenal appearances and a few more caps but obviously for such a young tender age you, you know I, I don't want to be misquoted here he has done ex excellently but I don't um I'd like to see a little bit more end products and see him have a little bit more time on the ball, engineered by himself. There we go. And Kojo, let's talk about this penalty then. Because um, you hear the phrase, I've seen them given. But with VAR, I've seen them overturned. And when Raheem Serling went down from the angle I was watching, I thought, ah, he's going to give a penalty because it really looks like he was knocked. But after watching the VR, it looked like there was very minimal contact. I, I had the commentary turned off because Lee Dixon was doing my fucking head in, in all fairness. Um, so I don't know what exactly they said, but when I saw the VAR, I thought, why why is he giving it? Was that a stonewall pen for you? I can't hear you. Oh. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> um, when... Um... 
when I saw the uh, decision from the other angle, I was like, no, that's yeah, he's gonna overturn that. Sure, he's gonna overturn that. That's not funny at all. He's just he's he's dived, he's dived, and no, they gave it. That's a that's a bottle drop decision from VAR for me because the contact, if any, if any contact is for me, is non-existent. And it's definitely not enough for him to fall. I know what he's done. He's he's in a crowded box. He's seen someone try to go for the ball. He's throwing himself to ground. He's tried to win a penalty and he's got he's been successful. But that with VAR, when you can see it again, that's not a penalty at all. That's a that's a joint decision. Not that England will care, but it was definitely the wrong decision. And you could tell um, after Kane scored, there was a replay of Kane kissing Sterling's head with a little smile. You could see it was giving him a little bit of a, yeah, thanks for that. Nice one. Yeah, you should change it to it's coming home, to it's diving home, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Rod, your, what's, what are your thoughts on the penalty decision? Do you agree with Coach? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a penalty, is it? It's, it's, it, it's where probably the, the VR has got a problem with it, where it's got to be clear and obvious. No, it's just, just not, it's not a penalty. It's a soft one, especially to go out of a semi-final. So it can feel hard done by, but, you know, with Sterling, you feel a touch, you go over, that's what you're told. So if you don't, then you don't get a penalty. So, you know, he's, he's learned that, he's got experience with that now. Some you get, some you don't. And, and luckily, at home, with the crowd, you know, no one else thought it was a penalty, only the rest. So, yeah, it's... Maybe the looks with England this side, but yeah, it wasn't a problem. Steve, are we all being bitter or do you agree? Is that a pen? I just want to throw it back to you, lads. Well, you know, uh, I think they picked up on it in commentary. Was it for the loose foot that had no contact, which was the initial challenge from the Denmark first defender? Or was it for the outside thigh of the second defender? And I think it was the sub that had just come on. You know, do we actually know what, you know, we know it was a penalty. We know it went to VAR. But was it for the first lunge where there was no contact and it looked like well, Sterling was diving at that point? Or was it the, uh, like I say, the brush of the outside thigh of the second defender? So... There was contact with the second one, if it was the for that. The second one, not... it looks like he's already on the way down, though, doesn't he? Sure, sure. But Sterling's got this unbelievable talent these days of when defenders have got their arm out, um, obviously they've got the body in the way, he's running at him at pace and he ducks underneath the arm and he just like, he just darts in down the side of their ribs. Um, so, like I say, he was definitely off balance, but I'll have to wait to have it clarified either for myself or tomorrow when I re read about it. Was it the first defender or the second? Yeah, that I don't know. And the thing is, when you see the... Are you sitting on the fence then? Uh, I did not. <laughs> no, well, well, no, both ways it wasn't a penalty for me, but I'd have a stronger answer because the first one was 100% not a penalty, no contact, the first defender, and the second one was minimal contact, but there was contact in the box at speed, so... So if it was for that, I can see why it's been given. But if it's for the first one, it's a farce in our favour. Mm. Uh, again, another, another question to all three of you. Um, as for the penalty that was taken by Harry Kane, Casper Schmeichel here has made a good save, but I'm looking at it and I'm thinking it's almost as if he tried to hold on to the ball. Now, if he tried to hit it away from goal, then it probably wouldn't have gone towards Harry Kane. Like, do you guys agree with that? Coach, you 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 were nodding your head. What, what yeah, yeah, I, I I do get a bit iffy with. Uh, I know goalkeeping is not easy. The pressure, the situation is difficult. But you've got to make a decision. You have got to be sticking with your decision. So if you're gonna to go to ground, you're gonna grab it. That needs to be your first instinct, not to sort of go for the the block, but then almost change your your mind 
last second. If he saves that properly, he can either palm it away or he can just bring it close to his body and just kill off the situation and make, keep it at 1-1. But that's, that's the... It's those small, small sort of details that determine in that top level anyway how a game goes, whether you win or you lose. I think he could have saved that better, but that, that's that's something I think he's going to regret because you could tell how disappointed he was when he went in. He realised that he kind of he should have done better for him anyway. Steve, what do you reckon? Uh, I was only thinking while you were chatting there, it's, it, it seems you had not seen a goalkeeper tip one round the outside of the post for, for, forever. Mm. Um, but I, I know it's difficult. He was man of the match, as Roy Keane quite rightly chose, um, albeit on the losing side. Uh, he was almost perfect in his performance. His kicking was obscene. Um, turning defence into attack uh, off the floor, out of his hands, drop kicking him, half volleying him, uh, playing for time. Um, his biggest, the biggest problem was the, the substitute Poulsen that came on. I think it was one of the worst substitute performances I've ever seen. Denmark were defending for their lives, uh, and their out ball to him, he, he he couldn't do anything with it, and it just kept breaking down with him. But it's difficult to have a go at Casper for his performance um, and for the penalty. It's hard enough to save him as it is. So to go the right way, get a good contact on it, and for it to spin back into the in towards the penalty spot for Kane for a, a side foot, whatever it was, eight, ten yards, it was just, just bad luck. But um, good judgment in the first place with the save. I, I, I can't really knock him for it. Yeah. And Joe, to be fair to, to Cash Play, it's like when you see a lot of father-son footballers, you know, you, you tend to see, like, for example, Jordi Cruyff. He didn't end up like Johan, did he? But Frank Lampard was better than Frank Lampard Senior, in, sure. my, in my opinion, anyway. But Casper and Peter, you know, I, I still don't think Casper Schmeichel is as good as his dad was, but he's not too far off, is he? Well, no, but obviously he, he did that, you know, stereotypical save of, of Peter Schmeichel. They call yeah. what did he call it? The star, star you know, he did, star man, yeah. He did one of them. Um, he's tipped one round the post, just like he did in, in the FA Cup final. He's tipped one over the bar. He's punched two out that were smacked, you know, that wobbling straight towards him. He's, like I say, his kicking was was on, a, on a, a, an elite level. I thought he was absolutely brilliant, but Peter Schmeichel had earned the right to play for Manchester United, the biggest club in the world, who were the best team in the world at, at a golden time in their life. It's not little old Leicester City anymore. Um, but at the same time, Casper won't be able to put in the performances that Peter Schmeichel had because of, I think, the status of the team that he plays for as well. Mm. There you go. Rod, um, Calvin Phillips had a decent game. He and De- Declan Rice had a good game as well. Um, I saw them kind of alternating who was going forward. I think Denmark looked a bit leggy in the middle of the park, so they knew that they had the energy levels and... I saw, I think it was the second period of extra time, Calvin Phillips was more advanced than Declan Rice, whereas Rice was more advanced in the, in the first period. Now, obviously, that was intentional, but when they come across uh, an Italian side who are probably going to play three in the middle of the park, it's going to be an interesting battle there, won't it? Yeah, we all know said before, you know, Italy a different a different animal, so it's a 50-50 game, but, you know, it's, England can go in feeling confident and... You know, and if they perform, they'll probably win. So it's, uh, but it, it, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a massive battle in there. You know, Italy will miss Spinazzola because he was, he was a really good player for him. It's a shame because it's a big injury. Like I said, it's one, it's a nasty one. So it's a big miss from that. You know, how is Chiesa? He looked like he was struggling at the end. 
how are the players feeling after, after the, the long game? But England had a long game too, but England did look strong at the end, really strong. So, but, uh, yeah, we should have to wait and see. But, yeah, it's one to look forward to anyway. Mm, absolutely. And like I said before, it's the only thing Italian that can find. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Right, let's talk about that other semi-final then. Spain against Italy. Italy going through on penalties. Kojo, we watched these these match, well, this match live. We had our own streams. Um, and at the beginning, I was saying to Double D that you could tell Spain were very inexperienced, especially when it came to the finishing. Oyatabal could have had three goals. There was one where the ball got stuck underneath his left foot. There was another one where he chose to hit it first time when he could have taken a touch on the edge of the box. He could have even used the pace of the ball to direct it, but he just he just thrashed at it. Um, but then there was a tactical change in the second half um, when Italy went from a 4-3-3 to a 4-2-3-1 and Spain used... Um, who's that, the number 19? What was his name? Uh, Omo. Oh, yeah, yeah Omo. They used him as like a false nine and that got them back into the game when, when Morata scored. But first of all, let's talk about Spain and, and how well they've done to get this far, given that it's a practically new squad, isn't it? A lot of debutants, a lot of players without that many caps. Even Eric Garcia, who I know Steve loves, <laughs> played centre-back yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, can, can I just say that Eric Garcia went off, right, in, in extra time, and his kit was pristine. Right? Oh, yeah. And then you look at Laporte, he was he had mud all over his kit. <laughs> and, and look at the look at the difference in the two players for tonight, Christensen. Sorry to interrupt there. Yeah. Christensen, overstretching for all sorts of things, committed to everything, uh, right in the heat of the battle. You knew when he went down with cramp or fatigue, whatever it is, you knew it was genuine. I think Garcia looked up and thought, that'll do me now, just get myself off. Yep. Won't have to get involved in the penalty shooter. He couldn't wait to get the big coat on. <laughs> Here you go, coach. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they did, well, actually, I didn't expect them to go very far at all, to be fair. So the fact they got to the semi-final was very impressive. I think Luis, Gos- uh, Luis, Gos- yeah, Luis Enrique, deserves a lot of praise for that because he's a manager that doesn't get too much respect. Even when he won the treble with Barcelona, you know, you know, you have the fans of today that say, well, if you have Messi, Suarez and Neymar, you'll win anything. That's not how football works. End of the day, he played them um, in many different styles, went back to the old school tiki-taka, sometimes just play a bit of a more structured game. But one way or another, it led them to a treble and they were much better than everybody else in every competition that they won. So coming into this um, competition, he made big decisions, left Ramos at home. So his real only experienced player that he can really depend upon were um, Alba and Wuskas. And those two did play well, but the rest of them, as you said, are inexperienced. Morata, you cannot depend on him whatsoever to be the key man because he will always let you down like he did. So I think... uh, I think for a team that is very, very inexperienced, what you said about it was about right. There was another chance where he had sort of let a header go by him. He could have headed it. Away. That's why he headed it wide, didn't he? Yeah, he's let it go wide. It's, it's these small differences, but what's good is that these young players will learn from that. And when they come back, possibly in another four years for the Euros or maybe in two years for the World Cup, um, if they're to make it, then they will be in a much better position having had that experience of going so far and feeling that pain of having gone so far and, lost to Italy so it's good it's good it was good for, for them I think if they can call that a bit of a success this tournament and uh, let's not forget Enrique lost his daughter didn't he his daughter was nine yeah. years old she exactly. passed away last year so 
you know, for him to 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 continue managing. So it's a testament, be a massive credit to him. But Steve, again, obviously the Italians showed their experience. They were more clinical in front of goal when it came to the penalty shootout. The Spanish goalkeeper did what you know we spoke about the other day, you know, doing his grovelar and moving across the goal. But effectively, Italy, I think they won the game just before the shootout, really, with the way that Chiellini was kind of kind of. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. He was. Like they, they doing, yeah, he was doing the coin toss and he was winding up Jordi Alba and Chiellini was just... Oh, just hyper. Yeah, yeah. He was hyper, wasn't he? He wasn't for taking a penalty himself, though, was he? He wasn't that hyper about no. grabbing the ball. <laughs> but, was His mate did, though. And Benucci's Benucci, obviously yeah. got a, a record of, of missing penalties, but he stepped up. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what that the so-called banter was all about, but uh, Spain captain wasn't too thrilled with it, I don't think. No, not at all. So, what did you make of Spain, Steve, overall in the game? In all fairness, well, I think they had enough chances first half to, to at least to be two or three up. Loved them, um, and I was encouraged. I was like half a chat with Rodri just just before the show. There, that, that, that very similar to England, the speed of England, um, the way the you know with Walker and Shaw, Sterling, um, really excites me. I don't see that in Italy. I don't see. I see fitness. I see organisation. I see brilliant footballers. I see maturity, know-how, how to win. I see all that, and that's you know what, how how they won the game. You feel, but every time Spain wanted to penetrate, it was knife through butter. Um, they were flying. They were they were they were absolutely flying down the wings. And I, you know, I was watching it with my father, and I said the difference here is that the pace in the game is with Spain. Um, and they also had the control, but just Italy just had that somehow had that mature edge, and I think we've got that genuine pace that can trouble Italy because I don't think they can match us for it. So while Spain lost the game, you obviously love everything going through Busquets and the way heavy in possession, but I really liked uh, how quick they were, um, certainly on the break when they wanted to go, and I think we can use that to our advantage against Italy too. Yeah, and and what I noticed in this game, the, especially the opening half an hour, how Donnarumma was aiming his kicks straight down yeah. the middle, tried to get distance on it, but aimed it at Garcia, knowing that he's not good in the air. Obviously, the Italians did their homework, but when it comes to England, they're, they're not going to have that uh, option, will they? Because Stones is good in the air, Maguire's good in the air. Yeah. As we mentioned before, Walker can cover defensively with, with the pace, and Luke Shaw, all right, he's got mistakes in him, but solid defender he's having a good tournament so they're really going to have to think about this one yeah and and the goalkeepers starting positions at both ends really quick off the line really quick to get the game going and the speed in the game w w was brilliant but I think Italy's strengths we can cope with better than Spain mm, absolutely so Rod Chiesa's goal another cracker it's the second time he's done that it is, but you know, if you the manager, you know, Spain defender, don't let him come in on his right foot. Keep him on his left. But yeah, you just inviting what he did, and you see that he's got the quality to to do that. So yeah, it was a great finish, and you know, he looked like he was struggling at the end. So hopefully he recovers and he's okay for Sunday. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think it, touching what Stead said there, you know. Spain need a hurricane and England have got that. So, you know, if if England play with, with the pace and the intensity that they, that they can and they get into the ball to Sterling or, or Kane, then you, you probably see England win. But I think Coder's been a bit harsh on, 
on, on Marazzi, you know, he's leading Spanish goalscorer in European competition. You know, there's some Fernando Torres, there's Raul, there's some good top players in there. So if it weren't for him, they wouldn't have got back in the game. So yes, he missed a penalty, it was a poor penalty. But I think we've touched on it before. When you once you took one penalty, you know, it gets nerve wracking. Where do you do you go the same way or do you keep a nose which way I'm gonna go? And yeah, it was a poor penalty. And Mike Harry Kane's, you know, Casper Scheich, Michael knows Harry Kane. Usually Harry Kane goes to the left, but he went to the right. It was a poor one. And, you know, if Casper Schmeichel was being honest, he, he, he should have kept hold of it. Well, look, um, let's talk about Morata's goal then. Because, um, as I said before, Italy had switched from a 4-3-3 to a 4-2-3-1. And that meant they're one man down in the middle of the park and the ball was straight down the middle. It could have been intercepted had... You know, I don't know, Verratti being positioned there or whoever. Um, but Morata's finish was fantastic, Kojo. But that being said, you know, you're, you're expecting him to score from that range, surely. Yeah, no, he has to score for that. I mean, firstly, he's driving the ball in the little link up with Omar was fantastic. What I loved about the finish was he sort of sold them a rumor. The rumor committed to the left already. He just finished it into the bottom near post. So, and that's why I'm a bit harsh with Morata because. When I look at his overall ability, I see the makings of someone that can be the complete striker. But in a lot of in, in his career, a lot of major moments, he's gone missing or he's just not really performed to the level that you want him to. And um, Rodri's right. Penalty situations are tough. The pressure is different. So you can forgive him missing that. But for me, again, just because he's had so many moments like that, that's more a bit too tough on him. But that finish, to so, and Donnarumma, bear in mind, he's had a phenomenal tournament. To just sell him like that and just have the ease to the composure the ease just to pass into the bottom of the corner. It's just it's a very it's something you can you gotta praise. Something that you in a big game like that, you gotta praise that. That's the moment he stood up. It's unfortunate that the penalty was poor. You know, if he struck a good penalty and he got saved, no complaints, but because the penalty just wasn't so good, that sort of negates what he'd done previously when he came off the bench for me. You you must uh, there must be a like a something there because you look at the teams that he's been at you know Real Madrid Chelsea Juventus mm. you know these are these are top top tier clubs so it may be one of them players that is absolutely firing training it comes to games it doesn't it doesn't come out the same I've seen that before and vice versa so yeah it's a, it's a difficult one but he, he does get in positions he just he's not clinical is he yeah. Well, the thing is, his his goals to game ratio isn't isn't great either. I mean, at Real Madrid back in twenty ten to twenty fourteen, he scored ten in thirty seven, which looks good. Then he joined Juventus, he scored fifteen in sixty three. Uh, joined back Real Madrid, scored fifteen in twenty six, and then he went to Chelsea, sixteen goals in forty seven games. Uh, Atleti scored eighteen in forty nine, and at Juve, he's back on loan. He scored eleven in thirty two. So. It's not Cristiano Ronaldo's stats, but you don't expect that because Cristiano it's Ronaldo. One, it's, one in, it's one. It looks. It's one in three, and it one in yeah. three games. So, you know, and he, he's played as a as a lone striker at most of these clubs. Yeah, if you think about it, Atletico Madrid lone striker, Chelsea lone striker. All right, Real Madrid. He was coming off the bench. He was playing up front with Ronaldo and Benzema. Was hardly getting a game. So I, I I feel I feel for the lad because he's he's obviously talented. He's 28 as well, isn't he? He's basically at his... He's by far the best striker Spain have got. So, 
Yeah, I would agree. Oh, oh, what was it? The, Moreno, 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 there's the other one. Pardon? Yeah. Moreno's the other struggle. Moreno. They scored loads of goals for the other season. They're not blessed with riches up front, are they? So, and that's that's where you need to put the ball away because you see the football, it's joy to watch and you know, it's, it's, it's a fast pace as well, but if you've got no one to stick it in the in the back of the net, then you're never going to win games. And, you know, Italy, people like doggy teams like Italy and, and they stick around and they couldn't cut the other end. Yeah, but, you know, you, you have uh, the football... Uh, purists saying, well, but Rodri, uh, Spain won the European Championships in 2012 and they didn't even have a striker playing in the in the team. Yeah, it's different different qualities, isn't it? I can't believe that. Four, four defenders and six midfielders. <laughs> yeah, it's different qualities. You've got players like David Silva playing, Javi playing, uh, Iniesta. Yeah. You know, Fabregas. Fabregas. You just, there's levels. Yeah. yeah, and they still had Mata and Pedro to come off the bench. And all them players uh, follow the ball, so they, you never get where there's Spain there's like one or two people in the ball. It's like five or six all getting in there. So, yeah, true, true. They reckon this Pedri lived up to top billing last night, though, don't they? That he's, that he's the real deal. Good. Yeah, he's good little player. Good little player, yeah. 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 The thing is, Barcelona are in trouble, aren't they, financially? They can't mm. register. They can't register Aguero and and Depay, yep. because they they they're about one billion in debt, and they they can't make any signings. They're fucked. You're trying to trying to release your Mtitis, your um, your Coutinho. Where, where's uh, Messi going now? Yeah, Messi Messi technically is a free agent now, but they're trying to essentially fob off all these players so that they can give that, those wages to Messi. That's what it's about. So Umtiti, um, Coutinho, who they're still paying for to this day. Uh, Lengle, tell me Lengle is one of the players. Lengle, is, Lengle surprisingly is not one of them. <laughs> surprisingly, he actually isn't. Um, just a load of players that they just brought in. Pjanic came in last year with that shocking look, sort of deal. With Artur, that, that deal, in it? Yeah, that's another one they've pretty much told him, we don't even want a fee for you. We just want you to go. And he refused to let his contract go. So they have to sell him it'll be for free. Oh, so. yeah. Pjanic, Braithwaite, Junior Firpo. Firpo's already gone, hasn't he? He's gone to the Leeds. Yeah, he's, he's left now, yeah. Fernandez, Matthias Fernandez. And they were going to loaned out um, uh, to Wolves, the Portuguese kid, Trincao. All right. Yeah, for the <laughs> loan to buy option, 25 million. So that's another one. They're a mess. I love it personally. I hope Messi even says, you know, F this away somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Right. Let's wrap it up with our predictions for the final then. And, and Steve, I look at this Italian team and, and just like you said, when it comes to England, they've got more pace than Italy. I think they're more direct than Spain were. I think they're more creative than Spain were. They're more experienced than Spain were. But what does Gareth Southgate do? Does he play with near enough a similar lineup to today? Or does he stick an extra central midfielder because of the the threat from the three midfield in, in with Italy, um, I think he'll he'll go with what he went with today, but with um, not an open mind, uh, but certainly in the back of his mind, a, a bit of a plan that he might have to flip the formation. You know, it's such a a, a one off game. If it's not going his way, I think they'll be well prepared. That if they have to flip formation, he's, he's shown tonight with the sub substitution of Jack Grealish, albeit that it was in 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 extra time. 
he's willing to change formation. He's willing to change personnel. Uh, it looks like he's got the courage, but it's having the courage is one thing. But it doesn't half help when you've got good players. Mm. Um, you're not, you're not, you know, you're not putting any duck eggs on here. So all the lads are playing up to the maximum, and I think they'll go with what pretty much what they went with tonight. Still, there you go. Fair enough, Kojo. Um, yeah, I think you have to stick with it now. But then the issue is, I think when it comes against teams that you think um, will have a much better threat, higher quality, you probably, you probably will refer to five at the back um, to counter the threats of your Chiesas, your, well, I say Mobley. Mobley's been shocking in knockouts. Um, maybe your Berardi, Medeshi, whoever can come on off the bench as well. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him go five at the back. But that being said, I. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to win this one. I, I, I don't. I, just, I can't see it. Mm, okay. Rod? Uh, I think it'll be really cagey this one. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be tight. So, yeah, 1 0 either way. I just don't know which one yet. So, do, do you think we're going to see Italian shithousery in this one? I think we're going to see Italy, not shithousery, I think it's going to be Italy dominance. I think they're going to beat them. Really? Yeah, I've got. I, I called Italy from the. Well, I, I saw calling my dark. Okay. At the beginning of the tournament, when I was asked about them, just because I felt like no one really wanted to give them respect based on the fact that they didn't qualify. I think was it for the last Euros or World Cup? Last World Cup, yeah. Last World Cup, yeah. So people were looking at them a bit funny. Um, no one really, really believed in a lot of their players, apart from maybe Chiesa, because that's I guess what they know from Juventus, but. They've got a good team and they're very, very functional. And the best thing about them is they've rotated their squad perfectly and all their subs have made sense. So players have, having, have been having rest periods. So they've been fresh like the whole tournament. I think that's why they've been able to get through all these games. So I, I just, I feel like Mancini is going to add a World, um, a World Cup of Euros to his collection on this weekend. Wow, okay. Wow, coach is really going in there. Steve, I'm going to have to ask for your prediction then, mate. Um, I think it's fairy tale. I'm happy to go with it. Um, I think it'll go all the way and England will win on penalties. Absolute fairy tale. Okay, no. Nil, nil, yeah. one, one. But England's penalties. Imagine how nerve-wracking them would be. Penalties <laughs> to the final Euros. I, 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 I wouldn't want to be working in a hospital that night, I'd say. Uh, uh, oh, no, you people wouldn't. come in with cardiac arrest all over the fucking place. Jesus. <laughs> but the, the two, the, <clears throat> excuse me. It's definitely the two best teams in the final. In Italy have been yeah. by far the best team from day one. And then England yeah. have got better and better than gone on. So it's by far the best two teams. Yeah. So, Rod, who's winning it? Come on. I, I think England, I, I, I think England's going to win it. Yeah, do you know what? I, I have to agree with you. And that's purely on the basis of how Spain practically outplayed Italy in the final third. And they've cut them to ribbons. And I think, as I said before, England have got the experience and the, the, the balls that they were playing in pockets of space and the, the diagonal runs. And I don't think Italy will be able to cope with that. Look, don't get me wrong. They've got two very, very good central defenders, but their combined age is like, 82 or something yeah. like that, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think know? that I think that could be their weakness. That how solid they are, experience are, but pace-wise, you know, Sterling, quick feet, Sancho, whoever plays, Sacco, 
you know, they'll find it difficult if you get them one-on-one, if you isolate them, trying to get them isolated, not so much Panucci, but Chiellini, you know. Well, Harry Kane in- as well, Harry Kane's got the form as well. We've got to get, you know, you mentioned um, Spinazzola before, but, yeah. you know, Emerson playing, you know, we know he's an, he's an elite footballer, elite, elite athlete to be playing at this level, but he was gassed. Yeah. He was absolutely gassed. So whether it be for the start of the game, he's got to be targeted um, throughout, I think. And uh, I think that's where we'll possibly win the game in that right-hand side. So it'll be interesting to see who he picks and who comes on as a sub. Even that that left side as well. I agree. With the, I agree with the fullback situation because Di Lorenzo is a good fullback, but when he's under pressure, he becomes rash. He panics a lot and he starts to commit stupid fouls. And the way Grealish came off the bench and was driving into the box, um, Di Lorenzo is not someone to stand off you. He likes to engage, mm. and if you can get him hot under under the collar, dress him out a little bit. Will it surprise me to see him concede a penalty or? A free kick close to the box, so that's another person you can target as well. Yeah, good. Yes, would you, Stead, would you would you play with play Henderson and playing all three of them in there? No, no, I think Mount does it superbly. I think he uh, um, he's not an outstanding number ten. He's not an outstanding holding midfield player, but he's very good. He's very good at both, and I think he's fit enough to combine keep Phillips and Rice doing the sitting and a little bit of pressing one at a time. And I think I think uh, Mount still for Henderson. And again, probably I'm I'm taken by what I've seen tonight. Henderson to um, come on for Rice, probably who empties his tank if it goes into extra time. Should it go that far? I've already predicted that it will. No, I'd, I'd stick with Mount Rice and Phillips Rod. Lads, I don't I don't mean to backtrack here, but I've just seen something. Um, the the play should have been stopped before the the Raheem penalty, uh, Sterling foul because there were two balls on the pitch. Right. <laughs> there was actually two balls on the pitch. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm not clutching at straws. I'm just saying there were two balls on the pitch. More good fortune. There you go. Yeah, that's that's oh. good. They're going to run with that as well. So a dive and two balls on the pitch. Yeah, but anyway. They're never going to get a better chance. I know that. Thanks. At, at home, Wembley. No. It's kind of written, isn't it? It's like what Suna said. It's written. But then again, I, here's, here's another question, Steve. You know, Man City um, had uh, Mancini as head coach. Did he ever play three at the back? Do you remember? Um, I'm I'm going to say yes, but 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 not often. Not not often. Um, Do you think you'd go with three at the back in this type of game? No. No, they'll they'll show England complete courtesy, but they won't uh, change their model for any nation. I think Rodri's said couple of times already they've been the best team in the tournament from day one they ain't changing for us they'll show us courtesy and they'll have to block certain parts of the pitch up but I don't think they'll change their formula still why would they I don't know I was just thinking just thinking maybe England might do this might do the same they might, no, I, think, yes, I think we we've you know sometimes you can get criticism for being a tinker man um, and sometimes you can get praise from it and it's all just down to the fact whether you win the games or not mm. so Southgate is being lauded for changing um, the, the, the full-backs in, in tournament, changing the right-winger in tournament and changing the formation. Um, but I do think Italy's are a little bit more set-in-stone outfit and I think mm. that'll be, no, no, no. No, this is this is us. I don't, I don't see it still, no. I, I think Southgate is going to make, uh, make a really heartbreaking decision and I get, I get a feeling 
that he's going to replace um, Rice with Henderson just for that Roger, experience. I think Roger was leading leading towards that there with his with his with his thoughts. Is that what you were thinking, Rod? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's been in he's been in big games before, and he? he's been in finals, Champions League finals, won the Premier yeah. League. Plus, his experience, he looks like he's fit now. But you know, yeah. if you're Declan Rice, you'd be. No, Decl- Declan Rice is winning me over now. The more that I see him, I, I wanted I wanted to like him, um, but he got he, he gets through mountains of work, um, and he's got a real understanding with his centre halves behind him and Phillips next to him. He doesn't look forward too much with his passing, but again, why would we rip up? Um, what was he on for tonight, Rice? One hundred and four minutes. No, no, I don't, I don't, it's, it's, it's all about. Uh, as he got the legs though, as he got the energy to, you know, I know it's a tough decision, but he's, he's played a lot of games in the past. Do you freshen it up? Do you, you know, he, he's done it with the right wing, he's done it with the wingers, but it's, it's a big game to do. No. Big call to do in a final. Rod, Rod I, I don't know if you agree or not. I think he rotates the impact players, but I think the, the setting stone players, a bit of a pun there. John Stones and Maguire, the goalkeeper, Harry Kane and Sterling and the two lads in the middle of the park. I think the players on the outside of the pitch are the ones who get rotated. The ones right in the middle of the pitch, the spine, obviously, people would call it. I don't see that being messed about with. Unless you're Raheem Sterling. Well, he'll, 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 he's, he's playing. No, no doubt. <laughs> oh no doubt I'm just saying he's, not, back he's, he's not changed him he's played every game yeah exactly yeah absolutely he's, he's earned the right but I mean any, anybody else Trippier in and out Shaw in and out Saka in and out Folding in and out they all play on the outside of the pitch so does Sterling but he's earned the right to stay in it's, it's, a, it's a strange one that we've not seen Rashford a lot honestly honestly you, you I don't suppose anyone of us will really watch the game back we don't have time but I never saw him on camera shot tonight. I saw Cody, I saw Ramsdale, I saw Ben White, I saw saw them all. They were all celebrating. And let's have it right, we've just watched it for a good half an hour afterwards. I never saw Rashford warming up. I never saw him on a celebration. I never saw him shaking hands, cuddling a teammate. Uh, I don't know where he was tonight. I'm sure someone's going to say, I saw him. I'm just saying I looked and I couldn't see He was see helping him. in the concourse. He was helping serve the pies. Well, he does that well. There you go. Putting extra custard on the on the apple crumble, you know? Or was it that you were having Rod last time? Manchester cake. Manchester tart. Manchester tart, sorry. There you go. There you go. Right, no, custard, it, custard, bit of jam, pastry. Beautiful. Yeah. But that's your is, challenge, Stel. Watch a little rerun full-time and the celebrations and tell me, you know that where's Wally? Now yeah, it's, yeah. Now it's where, where's Marcus? Never saw him. <laughs> well, this is it. And let's be honest, and honest, like he, he hasn't done anything to deserve to play, has he? When he came on against Scotland, anonymous. Well, you should, is, that should it, give, a, give a kick up the arse, though, because, you know, he's, a, he's a, obviously a stalwart at United, but he's obviously not at England and, you know, that's got to hurt him because he's done well for for Southgate and for him to not really feature at all. You know, that's, that's must be it must be hurting for him. 
Yeah, but Rod, during the game, I've seen people like tweeting or make substitutions. Well, I'm thinking, well, who are you going to take off? You're not going to take off Harry Kane. You're not going to take off Raheem Sterling, right? Okay, Saka, yeah, you're, you're going to take him off, but you're not going to bring Rashford on because Rashford can only play it, on the left hand side. Someone tweeting who's won the league and champ manager about yeah, exactly. four years ago. So exactly. stop taking notice of him. Exactly, but you you just read these things and you're thinking, well, what what goes in here? You want to you want your your head coach to make substitutions for the sake of what? For the sake of what? Because you think that's going to make an like us telling Stes, uh, speaking to Stes before to take Jack Grealish off. You know, people going on about Gaza this, Gaza that. Gascoigne never in his life would be sub sub. So, you know that that's a that's a big massive call to take him off. But like. They said, who do you take off? Do you take off Phillips? Do you, do you take off Sterling? Do you, so, but uh, to take off you know, someone like Jack Grealish, for me, he's one of England's best players. Yeah. But he kept so, Sterling on because of his pace and how he, he, he kept going. And on the counter-attack, I thought England were going to get a third, in all fairness. But that shows you how strong the camp is as well, because yeah. you know, other teams, that could put someone's nose on that joint, especially a star like Jack Grealish. You know, I just think of that happening at Aston Villa. It would never, ever happen. So, it's, um, yeah, it was a big call anyway. I was like thinking, I went down to make a cup of tea, come back on thinking, where's Grealish gone? And I'm like thinking, where's he gone? And yeah. then he, he took him off. Trippier was getting warmed up to come on. He was on the side of the pitch for ages getting instructions. And I couldn't, I'm thinking, who's coming off here? And I, I never saw it as Grealish. Oh. All right, so we're going to record, well, record or stream our next show. Hopefully, after the after the game. If not, it'll be the day after. Maybe Steve will have a heavy head if England wins, no. so we might leave it for the next day. No, I'm quite <laughs> calm. Quite calm. There you go, Coach. Thanks for joining us, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you, bro, for having me. Do you do your socials? Uh, yeah, free midfield podcast. Now, oh, also now on Instagram, free midfield. Yay! Well done. Yeah, it's about time, isn't it? Three is too flipping late. Um, <laughs> Twitter, free midfield. Uh, Spotify, the rest of them, free before that, and uh, SoundCloud, no, SoundCloud, YouTube, free before podcast. Been a while, been a while. Excellent, Rod, Rod James Giggs, lovely. And Steve is the only smart one out of the lot of us, doesn't use social media. There you go, that's it, boys and girls. Until next time, take care, be nice, and uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your week until the final. There we go. <laughs>